Will Michael Gallup play in week three against the New York Giants? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked, locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out at McCoolBCB. Landon, how's it going, sir? You know, it's it's crazy, but we're we're here Wednesday in the middle of a NFC East rival week, and it's and it just kind of snuck up on me. And so sure. uh, I'm excited to kind of talk about football because we we've got a, a team that won a football game, and then I feel like we've got a team that's going into a, a game against the New York Giants. Having watched just watched the New York Giants game, that I, I feel like the Cowboys could win as well. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. We've got a crossover show coming for you tomorrow. Uh, that's always a lot of fun. Yeah. And then we've got shows Friday and Monday. Monday will be our previews. Just going to let you know what's going on. We'll, of course, talk about what happened over the weekend. But let's get to your Twitter questions today. And a lot of people wanting to know about Michael Gallup. Landon, will Michael Gallup make his debut in week three against the Giants in primetime? It's an interesting question, right? I mean, uh, I think you know, you and I let's 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 go back a little bit, right? Like let's go back uh 2 months and 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 talk about the fact that you know, there was signs that that Gallup could be coming back as as early as he is now. Uh there was talk about it. Everything kind of pointed towards, you know, and I think even you and I predicted or guessed week 3 right? Is the kind of the week That's that we at thought at least the first week where we could have like a real conversation about it, right? Yeah. And so uh, I think that, you know, here we are, we've arrived. The the progression has been, you know, has been building. This isn't like a sudden thing. This is, you know, he's been on cord since before training camp. So they've, they've obviously felt like he was had an accelerated timeline. If he has a good week of practice, I wouldn't, I wouldn't at all be shocked to see that he's uh, made active uh, and that he may get like a handful of snaps, uh, maybe a dozen or so. Uh, if he has good days of practice, I wouldn't expect him coming back anything close to, uh, you know, full load. As He's a not running 60 receiver. routes in this game, right? No. But I wouldn't be surprised if they put him out there for, for uh, you know, a, a dozen, maybe a, maybe more plays if, if he has a good week of practice and get some opportunities to kind of just start to mix him into the offense a little bit. For his sake, I kind of hope he doesn't play in week three, to be honest with you. Um, we saw what happened with Chris Godwin. They they didn't rush him back onto the field at all. Like he practiced for three weeks going into week one. And then he has a hamstring injury because the, all that kind of stuff is tied together. Like your conditioning and everything. I, I just worry with the Cowboys having a short week, right? They have a game on Monday then another game on Sunday. If that's not a little bit too much for him, unless you're just so severely limiting his snaps that it's not a big deal. I kind of wish they just wait one more week before putting him on the field. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly understand that sentiment. I mean, the the thing I would say here is that we don't we don't have any kind of insight into where his recovery is. So, right. you know, like the way that the the training uh, staff works with uh, with Gallup 
here at Dallas is probably very different than the way that the Tampa Bay training staff works with Godwin uh, well, over in Tampa Bay. Can I say another reason why I kind of yeah. don't want to see him rush is he hasn't practiced with Cooper Rush at all, right? Like, I mean, he he hasn't really practiced all that much with the offense. I actually trust Noah Brown a little bit more just because uh, because of his connection with Cooper Rush. Sure. Why not just let him keep rehabbing and practicing and kind of get him and Dak's timetables or you know timelines matched up a little bit? I, I think you need Gallup. You may need Gallup before you can get Dak back. I mean, look, uh, this is very difficult to parse because we don't know what Dak's timeline is at this point, right? Yeah. So I, 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 I don't disagree with what you're saying. I, I, I think that what there's lots of, of of sense in what you're saying. I think that there's also some sense in the idea of part of the ramp up for Michael Gallup is getting a handful of full maybe. speed right. snaps. You know, so maybe, maybe even it's like twelve snaps, right? Yeah, Just like getting like I said. Going through yeah. a warm-up, getting on the field, blocking a little bit, have, making a few cuts, and then maybe by week five, week six, week seven, he's starting to feel like himself again. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's a, it, you know, the ramp-up includes, I think, playing in a game. You know, like getting, getting, being active, going through the, the warm-up like you mentioned, and then maybe getting in for a couple snaps. Even if you're not targeted on those snaps, even if you're not running a ton of routes, uh, I think that it's, it's, it's a good you know, part of the ramp up in, in, in getting back to full strength. Uh, we should also mention that the Cowboys made a roster move on Tuesday. That honestly was a bit surprising, but it kind of tipped off that Gallup might be, might be playing this week. Uh, they announced that they have waived undrafted free agent, Dennis Houston, who played like 61 snaps over the last two weeks. Were you surprised by that at all? I think I was at first, you know, the more I looked at it though, like I think, the problem you're going to have is what it happens with Schultz this week. And does that require you to call up McEwen? And do, is there a chance that Jason Peters plays? And all these guys right now are on your practice squad. And if you want to call up any of those guys outside of, if you need to call up more than two of those guys from your practice squad, you're going to need that roster spot. So let's say if it's McGovern, Tolbert, uh, and, uh, Peters, right? Then y- y- you needed one roster spot in order to facilitate that. I-, I don't know if they end up using that or not. Um, I think that they kind of were, you know, trying to preemptively get Houston onto the waivers early so that they hope that he could clear sooner um, in order to kind of do that that roster move a little bit earlier than maybe people anticipated so that the teams may not have the, the spot to kind of claim him necessarily. Right. Um, but I don't know that they necessarily know for sure that they're going to use that roster spot yet, uh, because that's probably going to be determined by, you know, how McGovern, how Peters practice and honestly how Schultz feels. Right. Right. Uh, Cause you're likely, if you need to call up a Schultz replacement and then the other two guys were talking about McGovern and Peters, uh, then you're going to need a roster spot. And, and I guess Tolbert as well. Right. If you want to start moving Tolbert into the what's tricky is that like Dennis Houston doesn't play all special teams stuff so if you if you're bringing Michael Gallup back and you have Jalen Tolbert inactive because he can't play special teams how many receivers can you roster that really don't help you out plus you have a receiver already in Kevante Turpin who is really only a special teams player I think that's that's probably more the reason why than anything else is they just are looking at how it's going to impact special teams going forward Absolutely. And I think the other thing too to keep in mind, this is what I was I was talking to John Owning about was 
I think part of the big reason that Houston was on the roster in the first place was while Gallup was gone, Houston was a reliable Dak guy. Dak and, and Houston had a, had a real chemistry. Now that Dak is not going to be back, you know, until at least obviously beyond when Gallup say October. Back, Let's just say yeah, October to be nice. There's not really a point if he doesn't have that same sort of yeah. chemistry with Cooper Rush to keep him on the roster if he's not playing special teams. So I think it made a lot of sense to kind of, you know, now that Dak's not part of this offense right now, there's not really a reason to save a, a roster spot for Dennis Houston, who, like like you mentioned, isn't playing a bunch of special teams uh, and may not have the upside that Tolbert has now that we can give him some snaps. Yeah, and I mean, let's just be honest. I don't think somebody with six targets and two catches for 16 yards who was an undrafted free agent is probably going to get picked up on waivers, especially with so many teams having receivers they like. So he's probably of the guys that you could have released the safest yep. to get back on your practice squad. Simi Fahoku is big and has at least a draft pedigree and played big-time college football. I think it makes sense to release Houston, and I would assume that he's back on the practice squad by the end of the day. Yeah, and, and I think the key thing is that he's you know he has more value to the Cowboys probably than in anybody else because the value that he has is his chemistry with Dak. You know, so... Uh, yeah, I, I, even if he doesn't get claimed, I wouldn't imagine he would go sign some pro sales because I think his, no. his best future is probably with Dallas. All right, let's take a quick break to tell you about LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small businesses fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn every single week? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Landon, let's get to uh, some, some Twitter questions. Um, this one from Robbie. Let's continue the, the wide receiver trend. What's going on with Jalen Tolbert? All camp, we were talking about him as the wide receiver too, and now he's not active for the first two weeks. Did he do something, or has he regressed? I tend to think that it has more to do with, like, the roster construction, like the game day roster construction, right? Like, I think when you're looking at the wide receiver room and, like, what they bring to the group, like, I I think that they felt like without – uh, without specialty, like okay, so I, I I think Dennis Houston and and Tolbert were the conversation, right? Like I think mm-hmm. Simi Fahoku and Noah Brown, they were going to be game day active because I think they both play special teams. They both give you another element that that's required for your and roster. And we know right? Brown was going to be active regardless, because he yep. was the most experienced receiver outside yep, of the season. Exactly. Uh, I think for you know for Houston and Tolbert, um, I think the idea is that they felt like Houston was especially week one, right, was a little bit further along in functioning in the offense 
than Tolbert was. We talked about in training camp that Tolbert was was doing things, was showing out, but was struggling to finish. And that's where Dennis Houston just I mean, he never didn't finish. <laughs> like he 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 went through all the training camp with the first team and he didn't ever kind of relinquish that spot. So I think that they thought, well, we need to at least see what we've got here. Uh, and then with Tolbert, you know, he didn't provide anything else and they didn't feel like they could rotate in all those guys. They knew they had they had his rights. Uh, so I think week one, it was like, well, Houston has the best chemistry with Dak. Then after that, he gets injured. They're still trying to figure out what they're doing with Dennis Houston. And now they feel like a level of confidence with Tolbert. And that's why they're bringing him in and letting Houston go. I, I'm not sure what happened you know, towards the end of training camp uh, in, in those two weeks in Dallas. Maybe, you know, he regressed. Maybe they just didn't feel confident that he was quite ready to do what he needed to do week one, week one and week two. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be, I mean, I, I'm expecting him to be active this week. I'm expecting it, him to be playing this week. Uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what he looks like because, uh, you know, obviously the fact that he has, wasn't active these last two weeks doesn't bode well necessarily. So uh, it, I am interested to see what happened there. It's tough because if Gallup plays, how many roster spots are you going to use a receiver? Because obviously a CD, that's Gallup. We know Noah Brown's going to be active. We know Kevontae Turpin's going to be active. So that's four. Are you going to keep Simi Fahoku and Jalen Tolbert active? Six receivers active on game day? Probably not. So does somebody – I I just have Maybe my doubt. Maybe you I, will. Maybe. I just have my doubts that right away that you can have Gallup, who's not going to play any special teams and be limited on offense, and Jalen Tolbert active at the same time. I think it depends on the game plan, you know, what they're planning on doing against the Giants. I wouldn't, you know, just because I think you can do some of that kind of versatile stuff with guys like Brown and, and Semi Fahoku if you needed to, that can kind of justify some of that extra wide receiver stuff if you're using one of them as kind of a light end sort of situation. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they'd like all these guys and they want to kind of get them mixed into the fold a little bit. Uh, so the question becomes, you know, at the expense of what? At the expense of another tight end? At the expense of uh, of uh, another running back? Uh, you know, are they, will they go light at offensive line? Maybe I don't know. I, I think maybe. you know that's that's those are all questions. But um, I, I think that you know, look, I saw enough good stuff of Tolbert in training camp to know that like he's not going to be inactive for the whole season. No, like, I just, I, I, he like he's just not so. I think that that's and he's too talented. Like I think you know, it's it's not a case where he's was a jag either. Like when he was on the field and he was you know finishing, he looks good. So I do think that there, we're going to get some good stuff out of Tolbert this year. I'm not exactly certain what happened these last two weeks, but I haven't lost faith that that he's going to still give you give us some kind of contribution this year. Um, you know, probably significant. I mean, at least for a rookie. So we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if he they just wanted to be more consistent in practices. And we saw this yeah. like in the preseason, like getting open, just not making the catch. And maybe they felt like they were overworking him a little bit because they were trying to get him to learn all these roles to be ready for week one. And maybe it just it was too much. So they maybe just scaled things back. We slowed down the timeline a little bit. We gotta remember he he got hurt, you know, in, in the spring. And then I think when they came back, they just really pushed him hard to try to catch up, you know, because they needed him to catch up. Uh, and I think there, there's certainly a possibility that it was just a lot. 
And now they're, they kind of eased off a little bit to try to get him to focus on the details. Because again, like that was the last report we had, right? That it felt like he's doing 90% of it correct. It's just the finishing part that yeah. was the, that was the problem. So maybe for, to kind of get through that last hump, he had to slow everything down and stop putting so much pressure on him to, hey, you got to be ready for week one. You got to be ready for week one. Now it's more about, hey, let's make sure you're ready. And yeah. then we'll put you out on the field. Well, and I do want people to remember the special teams part of it is a big deal because. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, I mean, to me, it was pretty clear. You have CeeDee Lamb and Noah Brown where you're clear cut one and twos, at least going into the season. Wide receivers three, four, and five all have to play special teams in some capacity. And with Dennis Houston not really doing anything on special teams, and you already have somebody in Cavante Turpin yeah. taking up a roster spot, it's just really hard. Like, Tolbert needs to be a big plant part of the offensive gameplay. Like somebody who's running, I don't know, 40, 50, 60% of the snaps on offense in order to keep that guy active. And I just don't think the Cowboys felt like he was there yet. And Turpin may be the guy that honestly kind of pushed him off the game day roster, at least initially, because, you know, they, they tried to work uh, before they acquired Turpin. They tried working Tolbert in as the punt returner. They were trying to fit him into some of these special teams roles. Uh, but I, I just think it just didn't work out that way. And once they found what they had in Turpin, uh, you know, that the, the special teams aspect of Tolbert's active roster, you know, it became yep. kind of uh, a, a fluke. So they, they, I think at that point they took a step back and tried to examine who was the best wide receiver for this team to be made active early. All right, let's get to some more questions. But before we do that, I want to tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including uh, the Week 3 lines, which are out right now. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including NFL, NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, two questions here from Evan uh, before we head out. We're going to have to save some of these for Friday because we've got yeah. so many. First one, um, who is the best player on defense right now for the Cowboys not named Micah Parsons? <laughs> Not, not, let's go not pedigree, because I think if, if you're talking about pedigree, it's Demarcus Lawrence or Tra- Trayvon Diggs. Who's playing the best right now on defense outside of Parsons? It, it feels like there's four or five guys like all kind of huddled together here, right? Like, sure. I feel like I feel like Leighton Vander Esch has had a very good uh, season so far. I feel like Trayvon's had a pretty good season so far. Uh, I feel like I mean, Demarcus Lawrence should be in the conversation despite not having any sacks. Uh, 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 I think it's hard. Not, I mean, Fowler, Fowler played like a man possessed in that last yeah. game. He just has only played 30 snaps yeah. this season, so it's hard to pick him. But you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, I, I've got my answer if you want to take some time. I, I kind of think I might I might say – I kind of think I might say Leighton Vander. Well, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to say Donovan Wilson. Uh, Mm, because, because, you know, he's had some moments where, you know, there was some up and down, but as far as moments where he was alone and having to make the play like a solo tackle situation, uh, uh, that sort of thing, he's just been a very physical presence in this defense. Um, and, and I think that that's been a, a really, really huge benefit for, you know, the back end of, of, of 
one thing that we really have to work on in order to get off the field and, and, and work against the regression of turnovers is ta- solid tackling, tackling before they get to the sticks. I think Donovan Wilson has shown us a lot of that. It's a good one. Um, I'm not going to argue with you. I think if you would pick Leighton Van Der Esch, that's also another good option. My answer is different. You actually didn't even pick this guy. I'm going Malik Hooker. He had I one. Say, I, I, I almost, I almost had him. Go ahead, guy. Almost said that. He he had one missed tackle last week, which would have been a big play in the game. Um, but other than that, he's been phenomenal. The the one big play that the Cowboys had given up on defense, he I don't think he was on the field for. Or he wasn't even close to the ball. He has not allowed a single. Uh, reception uh, yet in coverage and a big reason why the Cowboys can do all this fun stuff uh, on the, you know, up front with the front seven is because they trust Malik Hooker in coverage. And it's really yeah. nice to have somebody back there that you, you trust to, to, to be able to cover everything up. It's kind of shocking how many plays he's uh, he's been on the field for 117 snaps so far. Like he's one of their core defensive guys right now, and he's been really, really good. Even, even despite not having like a splash play or anything. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know, look, that's what you are hoping for with Malik Hooker. Like we've seen Malik Hooker make the splash plays throughout his career. We know that he has the capability of doing that. What I would, what I love seeing, and what I was hoping to see before the season was a guy who was a consistent player. You yep. know, and and not that he doesn't didn't have that ability before. It's just he's been injured. He's had yeah. all these injuries, and it's just derailed his, his career over and over and over again. Now he's had a, a, a long period of time to be healthy with the same defense, same defense coordinator. And what you're seeing is a consistent player, a consistent yes. veteran that they can rely on. The big, I'm sure he'll make some big plays throughout the, without the season. Oh, that, yeah. that will happen. Might be this week. Think, the other two quarterbacks weren't taking chances down the field really at all. That, that's certainly true. Uh, and I think that, that, I think that you know, he has – uh, that kind of uh, top safety ability, I think the things that we've seen missing from his game to be in that conversation has always been, can he stay on the field? And when he stays on the field, can, he, can his play can remain consistent and not just up and down? What we're seeing is a very solid player right now, and that's a yep. very good sign for the season for the Cowboys. Really quickly, who's been the worst player on defense so far? <sighs> I, mean, I would probably say Sam Williams just because he hasn't played a ton. And there's a couple times he got in the Bucks game that he didn't have great run fits, but he had a nice tackle last week. So it's hard to criticize him too much. What has Neville Gallimore done? Nothing. And that's the other one. Like somebody was asking me about him this morning. And it's like, hey, have we seen Neville Gallimore at all? I'm like, yeah, he's played 50 snaps and doesn't have a pressure yet. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I've been starting to be concerned about him a little bit since, and, and we talked about this in the training camp too, right? Where he was taking the second team defensive tackle snaps whenever they were going through drills. And I thought that that was very interesting, but I mean, I think it's played out here that for the most part, it feels like Tristan Hill and uh, Bohana have gotten similar yeah, I mean, looks, right? Like similar amount of, I don't know. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's close, but I mean, I just think we're at a point where like, I'd rather have Tristan Hill on the field. And that's shocking to me. Like after the after the, uh, Gallimore's rookie season, if you would have told me that, hey, in year three, Tristan Hill is going to be playing much much better. I, 
Frankly, I didn't know if Tristan Hill was going to make the team this year. Now it's not even close. By the way, if you haven't had the chance, the Cowboys released the sideline uh, video I, with with a, it's it's the best. First of all, whoever does the captions for Dallas Cowboys.com they need a deserves raise. a raise. Uh, but on top of that, you get an opportunity during that to actually hear Tristan Hill speak candidly without like feeling yeah. like he was going to punch the camera that you were viewing him through so uh i I definitely recommend checking that out if only just to see what justin hill looks like when he's talking normally and not aggressively towards you uh all right week three offensive line preference um evan wants to know what do you want to see on the offensive line when jason peters is ready and and or mcgovern is back like what's your ideal offensive line i think now look uh, this feels like waffling but honestly the angles have changed i think now that we're talking about a Cooper Rush led, you know, quarterback offense for now. For now. I I would like to see Peters come back in at left tackle and to kick Smith back inside the left guard. Simply because I think, and we talked about this yesterday. I think if you do that, suddenly you have an elite run blocking line. And if you have that kind of elite run blocking line, it just gives Cooper Rush so much more help. It just gives him more answers and more opportunities to mm-hmm. throw the ball off play action, keep ahead of the chains, and 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 you know convert, convert, convert. Which is at this point, I think, with as much pressure as we're going to put on our, our defense while Dak's gone, converting first downs is just that like right underneath scoring points. You need to be able to keep your defense off the field. You need yeah. to be able to contain the ball. Uh, and I and I think throwing the football is is they need to continue to be aggressive throwing the football. That's not what I'm suggesting otherwise. But I think in order to successfully get good results out of their aggressive passing, they need to stay ahead of the chain so that they can be aggressive throwing on second and three instead of having to throw aggressively down the field on third and fourteen. You know and just giving yourself better opportunities, opportunities that don't require you to throw the football down the field when the defense knows that you're yeah. throwing the football down the field. Yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm there as well because I don't think it's going to hurt anything to move Tyler Smith back to left guard. It's not changing. No, and then you work. make Tyler Smith the backup situations, right? Like that's, yeah. I mean, I don't want to yeah. like put words to it, but that's how I feel is that if something happens to Peter, you just kick him back outside. Right? Yeah, and, and I think this would allow Connor McGovern to get fully healthy because I, I – the last thing I want is him to yeah. be rushed back on the field and then not play well and then re-hurt himself. Like, they're going to need him. Like, I'm, just the way the NFL works. Like, they're and, going and, and, to need him at some point. And forget that it's Peters for a second. Like, this was the, the plan. This was the plan, like, yeah. This was the plan originally. is for, for, for Smith to be the starting left guard and the backup left tackle. So, let's just, you know. I mean, there's also, a, there's also a chance, Landon, like, and I've been thinking about this more and more. There's still a really good chance that Tyler Smith is your starting left guard in 2023. Right, like maybe we haven't got any indication that Tyron Smith wants to retire. He keeps talking about wanting to play, and um, so why not? I I, I don't think this it's not going to stunt his growth at left tackle or anything. Like I'm, that, I'm to totally honest. fine with this doing this situation again next year, right? Where Smith is your starting left guard, and if something Tyler Smith is your starting left yes. guard, and then if Tyron gets hurt, kicking him back outside to left tackle if you need him. You're not on Matt Wolesko left tackle 2023. I look if he if he if he if he could no, do he it. I'm all for swing guy. Yeah. Like that that should be his goal for next year. Work Absolutely. up to be the swing guy. Like, but don't... I think. You, but but again, like for for a fan base that blamed this team for not having tackle plans, 
they've got tackle plans out of the wazoo. It's just yeah, which one they, they want to use. Out of yeah. the out, they have tackle plans out of the Waletsko, uh, but they uh, but they're not <laughs> sure. Which one's uh, they're gonna yeah, use. there you go. Thanks. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Again, we've got a busy rest of the week. We've got a crossover show coming tomorrow. Uh, I think we're going to get to some more questions on Friday because yeah. I think we have about 40 of them that we didn't get to today. Oh, man. And Monday will be our traditional preview show. So make sure you're downloading, subscribing to the podcast, wherever you would get your podcast. Follow us on YouTube. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.